Okay, let's get started, Rabbi Sai. Yesterday was Daf Ayin Aleph, today's Ayin Base. We're going to have in mind Rafua Shalema for Michal Aviva Bas Yehudas and Hadassah Basranya and all else who need Rafua. And we'll start at the uh, bottom of the the bottom of the page on Daf Ayin Ayin. Um, what is Ayin? Uh, no, actually the the top of the page of Ayin Aleph. Right. Yesterday was seventy one. Today seventy two. Okay. So um, re, uh, we saw the opinion of Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Huda had said that by Yisrael it's one month, and by Koyhen we give one extra month because you don't want to be. You're trying to. Uh, we know that a divorce for for a, a Kohen is uh, is a one way street. He can never take her take her back. So therefore, we 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 were gonna. We're going to wait an extra month. So the question is, isn't Rabbi Yudha saying the same thing as the, as the Tanakhama? So Rabbi says that you're right. The, the only nafkamina is really going to be that he extends the period of time for, um, for a kahenis, for somebody married to a kohen. Um, Rabbi says, no, the chiluk between them is even for Yisrael because we saw the Tanakhama say shloshim yom. And Rabbi Yudha says chodesh. So if it's a chodesh chaser, so that's the month. So then it's going to come out sometimes 29 days, sometimes 30 days. So it's not necessarily 30 days. Okay. Um, so Rav said ahalacha on the Mishnah that it's only talking about a case of mefarish, but if a meaning where it was clear, it was explicit. But bistam, if it was um, uh, then, meaning he said that it's for 30 days or any point in time up until 30 days, that's when it's Okay, but if he didn't specify that it's uh, limited in any way, so then the uh, th- then he's going to have to divorce her right away. That's Shitas Raf Shmuel, uh, and he has to give Aksuba. Shmuel says no. He, the, he, the, mish- the mission is talking about even Bistam, even if it wasn't specified, um, and even and and don't divorce until thirty days, even if he didn't give a limit of time, because maybe he'll find an opening for his vow. Um, go to the rabbis, and you know rabbis are very creative. They'll find a, a way to, to to nullify that vow, and that would be, and then he'll be permitted back to his wife. Can I ask a question? Sure. That bothers me. The, the, everybody's over here. With the, you started off with the, the the argument between the two of them is the cholish malay cholish chaser. Right. You know? It's thirty days or twenty nine days. I mean, we accept our calendar as being correct. You know. But so why are we trying to get so much so only shloshim? I mean, it can be any chodesh. Chodesh is chodesh, and I, and I don't understand why why they're arguing about it. Does it make any difference? I mean, we accept the chodeshim anyhow. No, that's not the question. The question is, is that how long? If you start on the fifteenth, how long is this arrangement acceptable? That's really the question. So one and one the, says thirty days, the other one says chodesh. But it's, it, it's not from Rosh Chodesh. Or so you're saying Chodesh means means a month, it means a month. A month means twenty nine days or thirty days. Twenty nine or thirty depends the way you are. Exactly. So that's the point. So, okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's a question. It's just a question of what your intent is. What you know? Where at which point is this going to be an issue? We said it first starts becoming an issue if it's more than thirty days. And his board, it's it's an issue more if it's month. more than it's a month. Next month. Yeah, but so there you go. So it's that's not from Rosh Chodesh. 
Right, but the point is, but you understand there's a difference. That's all. It's a one day difference. One day difference. That's all. You know, again. Nobody's saying a month or 30 days. They're just saying a period. That, uh, unless it's reviewed, unless it's, unless it's uh, Rav, he's, in other words, let's say, it's, uh, let's say he's standing on Rosh Chodesh and it's a Chodesh Chaser type of month. And okay. one second. And he says, uh, and he says, for, for Elul, I'm not going to, you know, whatever, you, you're on your own, okay? Something like that. So he limited it to the month of El. Let's say it's a twenty-nine day only. Right. So then, what's going to happen is I'm not. I'm not giving. giving, giving yeah, what's going to happen is what what's going to happen is it's within the period. It's under. It's under thirty days. You're good to go if it's going like the Tanakama. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's already. Then you have to. Then all the Shana is belongs on right. That's all. So it's a practical difference. Question is how? Where's the line? That's all. The line changes if you hold a month or if you hold uh, if you hold thirty days. That's all. It's not the same thing. Well, I was trying to think about what the behind behind the thinking was. I understand that 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 argument. I understand that that's a straightforward. You so know. you wonder what's so the behind that argument? Behind I can't it, you know, tell why, you. you know, what's that I can't tell what's you. What's so holy about that thirty? You know? No, the, usually the, usually thirty days is just the no, thirty days is not necessarily attached to a month. That's I, all. I so that's that. the point. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Anyway. The problem is, is this dispute between Rav and Shmuel whether you have to specify the limit or not in order for it to be okay, is, we've seen that already, because that was when we talked about in the Mishnah on the Psalm Chalaf on base, about a person who makes a vow of relating to relations with his wife. Beishami says the limit is two weeks, and Beishel says the limit is one week, and Rav says that's only if you specify the limit, meaning he he said, I'm only prohibiting myself yeah. for that one week or for the two weeks according to Beishami. But if he didn't say anything, he just left it open-ended, so then you have to divorce right away because he's not putting any limit. That's Rav Shita, and he has to give it to and Shmuel says, no, even if it's done, mm-hmm. up until a week, we can, we'll work with it and we'll see if we, maybe we can find some basis um, to nullify the vow, and if we could, good, and if not, not. And then he would, at that point, have to divorce her. So why do you have to argue about this twice? Or twice? That's the question. So Kamar's answer is that uh, it is important to argue about it twice because there's a major difference between the food and the relations. Because when it comes to food, there's an option of, hiring, of having a, a stand-in provide the food. But when it comes to relations, there is no option of having a stand-in and provide relations for his wife. So therefore, um, maybe uh, when it comes to uh, the case of relations, Shmuel might agree with Rav that if you leave it open-ended, it's problematic. Or uh, on the other hand, the Shmuel, Rav might agree to Shmuel when it, with, by the case of the Parnas, since it's a possibility of Parnas, then maybe he'll agree to Shmuel in that case. So we have to see that they argue in both cases. Okay. Takes us to the next thing. Somebody who makes a vow um, that uh, that regarding any one of the fruits of the you know any fruit, um, so it's grounds for divorce. He has to give exuva. So according to Rav, um, I understand why we need this case. Why do you have to talk about how many cases you're going to bring up? The answer is is that this is a case of stam, and before it was mafarish. It specified specific, specific amount of time, but according to Shmuel, this is completely repetitive. So my answer is we're talking about. The difference here is, is because this is a vow that she's making, and he is being Mekayim. Before we were talking about a vow that he says, 
Here, she's the one who said the vow. He just said, okay, if you make the vow, fine, I'm letting it stand. And that's where it, we're, it's a, we're seeing the opinion of Rameir that holds that it's, he's the one who's at fault. And that's why he has to divorce her and also give the ksufa. Um, so the problem is, is that is that true <laughs> that Rabbi Meir actually holds that it's his fault um, for being Mekayim Hernetah? The Bryce says that if a woman makes a vow of Nazirus and her husband hears and it doesn't make for the vow, does not nullify the vow, so Rameir and Rabbi Uda both say that it's her fault and uh, therefore if the husband wants to be made for Hernetah, fine, and if not, uh, you could say, yeah, she I don't want to deal with a woman who keeps making vows, and therefore they can divorce, he could divorce her, and he doesn't even need to provide a because it's all her fault. Okay? And Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Lazar say, no, he's the one who was at fault, and therefore if he wants to be made for good, if he doesn't, then he does have to divorce her, but he also has to give her a ksufa. So we're just we have a problem here. So the Gemara says, you know, let's switch to the names. Reb Meir or Reb Yehuda. And she needs to accept the ksuba, like I mean, the the get, like she can't refuse. Like you're talking about something that didn't exist in the time of the Gemara. In the time of the Gemara, it was enough if just there was never a requirement that the woman be uh, uh, be willing to accept the get. That's Uh a new creation. That started after the Gemara finished. By that was Rabbi uh-huh. Gershom's halacha that you can't divorce a woman against her will. Uh-huh. But uh, but according to the Torah law, you it's could. Mm-hmm. So that so that's uh, I never yeah. get that that, that didn't get that, the point. Uh-huh. The law didn't exist yet at that point. Okay. Rabbi Yossi. Okay, so let's switch it. That Rabbi Yehuda. So Ramei and Rabbi Yehuda say it's his fault, and Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Lazar say it's her fault. Switch the names. The problem is is that. Uh, can't be because you want to make it that Rabbi Yossi holds that it, it, she's the one at fault, but the Mishnah says that Rabbi Yossi says that by um, by by the by the poor women, it's where there was no limit. Obviously, who made the vow? She made the vow, and who's at fault? He's at fault. So it must be that it's Rameir with Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yudha with Rabbi Lazar. So switching the groups. So the Gemara says um, Rabbi Yudha is saying it's her fault. That's also not true because the Mishnah says. Uh, Rabbi Yudah says that by Yisrael, <coughs> one day you should be Mekayim, um, not two days. Well, again, we're talking about her vow, and, we're, and otherwise he has to give a ksuvah. So obviously Rabbi Yudah also holds that it's his fault, not her fault. So you know what? Uh, Rameir, Rabbi Yudah, and Rabbi Yossi all say it's his fault, and Rabbi Lazar is the one who says that it's her fault. Problem is, if you don't like that because you say, hey, we shouldn't have... Uh, you know, split it in two, two and two. You don't want it to be three against one. So then we'll switch, switch it this way. Rameir and Reb Lazar say it's her fault, and Reb Yud and Reb Yossi say it's his fault. And our, it must be that our stamish, it's even though it's a stamish, it doesn't say any name, it's not going like Rameir. Sometimes happens. Okay. So the Gemara says, is it true that Reb Yossi holds that, um, um, uh, by Aeneas, by poor women, he, where you don't spe- specify any any specific amount of time. So that means that in something like that, the, uh, according to Rabbi Yossi, um, uh, where, that basically the husband has an ability to be made for such a vow. Question is, is that Rabbi Yossi shouldn't allow that. Why? Because it talked about 
cases of things that a husband has a right to be made for, types of vows that he could be that he could nullify, and it has to be something of the iroi nefesh, like bathing or not bathing, or like perfume or non-perfume. And Rabbi Yossi says that's not called iroi nefesh. Iroi nefesh is only like eating meat or not eating meat, or uh, not wearing colored clothing. So what's the deal? How can it be something that he even has a power to nullify? And according to Rabbi, uh, Rabbi uh, if you're going like Rabbi Yossi, so then that's who's, that's who's talking in our Mishnah. So the Gemara answers, you know what? Talking about over here, that it's, uh, that the type, we're not talking about just any old perfume, we're talking about one that is a depilatory, so it's something that is relevant to him. So that works according to the opinion that that, that is something that he has a right to be made for. But according to um, but according to Mandi Omar, that says that a husband doesn't have a right to be made for that, what are you going to say now? Because there's a machlokas. If it's this type of thing, which is like, again, a depilatory, so it's like a type of cream that, the, that a woman uses to, that the hair should come off of her bodily hair. So Rav Huna says that's something that the husband can be made for if she says, oh, stuff is so painful, I'm not going to use it anymore. And he can be made for that nether because it's relevant to him. But according to Rav Adabar Ava, the husband cannot be made for because um, we never find a fox that died um, from the dirt of his foxhole. And basically, the idea is, is that even if she doesn't um, remove all the hair, it's not going to. He's very comfortable with his wife and not, not likely that he's going to get physically harmed, which is what, I don't know if you're familiar, that's the famous story that went on when. The, the whatever in, in the time of uh, in, the, in, the, in Navi I don't know if you know the story of uh, the people of Binyamin and there was a guy who basically a woman who he had relations with she did not uh, whatever the hair got hooked around him and you know, made, no made him uh, castrated him basically so anyway whatever that was the story so that's not gonna, not likely to happen. Basically, that's really Rav Hadabrahav's opinion. Happened before. Ella, no. So therefore, the Gemara is saying that we're talking about over here is that the case is the only way to make sense that he would have a right to nullify it according to Rabbi Yossi is where it was attached to Tashmashamita, meaning she said that I should not uh, be allowed to have relations with you if I use this perfume. So in other words, even though perfume is not something that really is relevant to him, but now, since it's bound together, it becomes relevant, and he has a right to nullify such a vow. Like Rav Kahana says, that uh, if, uh, when, 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 when she says the pleasure of relations um, um, is prohibited to you, that she's prohibiting him to have rela- pleasure of relations uh, from her, so we force her, because that's not something that she has control over, that she's, um, she's obligated to. But if she says, You're, I can't have relations, uh, the pleasure of relations with you, so then we can't, he, he has to be made for such an answer, because to her it's Asr. And you can't be machal, somebody, a dover is Asr. Um, how do you, how do you so force her to have relations with him? No, what it means is we tell her that she's mukhiv, mukhiyeves. So what? Rabbis, she doesn't want She's going to listen. She's going to listen to the rabbis. She's just saying, I, we thought that the vow, she thinks that that vow has validity. The vow, the point she is, she can't make it. So she doesn't have any validity. The vow is not, uh-huh. no, she's not, it's not binding. You can't, you're, you're obligated to him. Uh, the point being is, what if, but if she's making herself to have an isra, no, so then, he, he, unless he's made for a nether, it, it does, uh, 
it, you know, she, the vow is still valid. Anyway, so why why don't we say don't put on, don't use the perfume and then she won't be us with her husband? What's the big deal? Problem is, is that then she'll get embarrassed. So, so people say, oh, you don't, you know, uh, people make fun of fun of her that you smell bad and then you know body odor, and um, and therefore she's going to do that and then become prohibited. So um, the question is, why isn't there the same time frame that we had before? According to Beisham, you should have two weeks. Because that's where the Isra Tashmash kicks in. And according to Basil, you have one week. What happened to the time frame? Why is the time frame falling off and disappearing over here? So the Gemara says, very inter- interesting insight into humanity <coughs> is that when she makes a vow, when he makes a vow, basically, and says, I'm not going to have relations with you for a week, she says, uh, she's okay with that. And that's not grounds for divorce. Why? Because she can say, okay, a week, he's angry, he'll calm down, and then. We'll get back together. That's fine. Two weeks, according to Beishamay, fine. But um, that's okay. But if she's the one who initiated the vow, like over here, and he chose not to nullify the vow, so she takes that as like, oh, he really doesn't even like me. Because it doesn't even bother him that he's not going to be able to have relations with me. That's much more painful for her, and that's why he's going to have to divorce her. Fascinating. Again, insight into human nature. Okay, brings us to the, true, even though she's the one who, yeah. the way it's turned to make yeah. the vow in the first place, but that's, uh, that's okay. Wrong that's answer. Okay. That's that's it. It. Wrong reaction. Wrong figure of the man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rabbi Yaisi says that by Aeneas, it's where you don't put any limit, but uh, by Nashiris, it's 30 days. What's, uh, what does mean no limit? No limit, we understand, doesn't mean none at all. It just means a very long period of time. So, it depends who you ask. Review the name of Shmuel, 12 months. Rabba, Barbara Khanna says, 10 years. And Rav Chizda says, one holiday, because the Benoist Yisrael would typically um, perfume themselves, even poor women, on the holidays, or prior to the holidays. Why is the wealthy women for 30 days? That's because Isha um, Chashuva, uh, 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 is, since she, she probably had already just put on perfume right before, and it lingers for 30 days, and that's the idea. Okay, brings us to the next thing. Somebody makes a vow on his wife that she can't go to her father's home. Um, so basically, how long can that last? So if it, they live in the same city of one month, it, then, then he could be with that, but two, he's going to have to divorce her and give it super. If it's a different city, so then one holiday. Um, but uh, three holidays, not. Why do we jump? What about two? We'll get to two. Um, somebody makes a vow um, that his wife can't go to a, a house of mourning or to a house of a base of Ishter. Uh, so then it's Yotiv eating Suva, that's ground. He has to divorce her. He's limiting his wife that way. We'll see more about that. Piece of the sneers, no? No part. We'll get to it, get to um, it. He's locking doors in front of her. Okay, now what if he says there's some other reason that that would be okay? We'll see what that means, okay? We'll get to that also in the Gemara. If he says on the condition that you, that, that, uh, you, have, to, uh, you have to tell so-and-so what you told me before or uh, what I told you, or that you have to fill and pour out to the garbage, um, things like that, 
We'll see what that means. That's Yotzi with the Ksuba. Also, those are grounds for divorce, and he has to pay for the Ksuba. So, first things first, we seem to have contradicted ourselves. First, we said one holiday is Yikayim, sounds like two is Yotzi. Then you say um, three is Yotzi, that sounds like two is Yikayim. So, which is it? Is two, oh, can they stay married or, or, or not? So, Abai says it depends. Uh, we're talking about a kindness, so we're going like Rebuta, because we always give it extra time according to Rebuta. Okay, for a coin. Married to a coin. Rabbi Barula says, no, no, could be talking about different, uh, different types. You know, a woman who's used to going to her husband, so that's, uh, then even if, even two is too much. If uh, she's not, I'm not husband, her father, Rather, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but uh, she's not that close with her parents, so mm-hmm. three is a problem. Okay. So uh, we quoted a pasuk at the end, you know, a pasuk from Shir Shirim. So Rabbi Yochanan explains that's like a kala who's who who is treated nicely by her in-laws, and she runs. She's running to her parents to say how well she's being treated, um, and uh, and uh, it says on that day you'll be called my isha, my ishi, and not baili. And that's saying that like a kala in the by the in-laws, meaning who's already. Comfortable comfort level, mm-hmm. and not um, not beforehand while she's still at home. So, in other words, a consummated marriage versus a non-consummated marriage, and that is where we left off yesterday, and we'll take it from here to the top.